Does your relationship with a teen seem hopeless? Teens of today face so many heavy issues, from bullying to pregnancy. They want someone to turn to, but they aren't sure where to start. We've got some answers. This is Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. We can provide tools to help teens and their parents see things a bit differently and open up the lines of discussion. Now, here's Coach Lily. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio, and I'm your host, Lily Williams. I am owner and CEO of Perfecting Destiny Coaching Services, and we help teens to become productive citizens and to live their best lives by helping them to get rid of limiting beliefs, thoughts, and ideas that does not add value to them. We can change teen behavior by changing what and how they think. Today's topic is a sensitive one, finding hope, preventing teen suicide. Today, my guest and I will be discussing the warning signs that we so often miss when we're dealing with our teens. We'll talk some about the symptoms. We'll talk some about common causes and some about not so common causes of teen suicide. And we'll spend a lot of this show talking about how to keep yourself from feeling suicidal and how to prevent suicide. My special guest this morning is one of our local pastor friends, and he has helped the family go through the experience of having a teen to commit suicide. Help me to welcome this morning, Pastor Preston L. Harris, and I'm going to give Pastor Harris the mic this morning to introduce himself to our radio. Good morning, Coach Lilly, and to all those who are tuned in to us this morning. I am Preston Harris. Currently, I'm the pastor of the J.T. Kerr Memorial Baptist Church, where I've served as pastor for the last 31 years. I'm a retired educator. I worked in the Lenore County Schools. And currently, as pastor, I also serve as a chaplain at the UNC Lenore Hospital. So all of those things keep me engaged with the community, and with helping individuals to get their lives in order. So that is pretty much what I do, and it is who I am. And so it makes me the type of servant leader that we need today to help our youth and to help families and help individuals. Thank you, Coach yes. Lilly. Pastor Harris, I'm so glad that you're with me this morning. You are a, certainly a busy person, and we appreciate you taking out the time and energy to come and help us this morning uh, in our goal to try to help some kid. Now, you and I, both being educators, you know that when we're talking about performance levels and how many percentages that we've got uh, performing, when we say in our school system, we've got 95% of our kids doing well, we think that's really, really good. But you and I are worried about that 5%, aren't we? They are the important ones because they're the ones who need the most attention. Right. And so this morning, we're going to discuss some about um, you had 
talk with me just a little bit about some statistics. And what we're looking for today is just that one. It might be one that we can turn around today to say, uh, I believe I can make it. Okay, Coach Lilly. Uh, these youth suicide statistics were compiled by the CDC. And it says that suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 through 24. Also, suicide is the second leading cause of death for college-age youth and for ages 12 through 18, also from the CDC statistics. More teenagers and young adults die from suicide than from cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, influenza, and chronic lung disease combined. That is alarming. Each day in our nation, there are an average of over 3,000 attempts by young people grades 9 through 12. If these percentages are additionally applied to grades 7 and 8, those numbers certainly would be higher. The Youth Risk Management Surveillance System, that's a survey that the Centers for Disease Control of the United States uses, and it includes national, state, and local school-based representative samples of ninth through 12th grades. And so we see that those statistics are very alarming, and we must pay attention to all of the signs and the warning signs that these youth would kind of project. We oftentimes don't notice them. Coach Lilly? I tell you, that th- those statistics are just totally alarming. It really uh, does something to you when you're thinking about all these teenagers and all those numbers. And you got to know that there's something going on that we really need to address. Now, you and I, uh, Pastor, we talked a little bit about how we define suicide. And the, the real definition of suicide is intentionally, that's one word, and purposefully, that's another word, ending one's life. Why would somebody intentionally or purposefully end their lives? And you and I talked a little bit further, and we talked about that definition of suicide, meaning a permanent solution to only a temporary cause. And that's what we want to spend some time on today. That's a permanent solution to a temporary cause. So what Pastor Preston Harris and I wanted to talk about today some is how do we get those temporary causes to turn in favor of these teens? How do we get these teens to think differently about those temporary causes? How do we get them to think differently about the dark place that they're in right now that they think they can't come out of? So you will hear a lot from us this morning. Uh, and, and I'm really glad that we're able to deal with such a sensitive a topic because it's such a needed topic. Uh, And a lot of times we don't talk about it because it is such a sensitive topic. But Preston Harris and I know 
that in order to deal with anything, you have to have some dialogue on it. So having said that, Pastor, let's talk some about the symptoms or that, that we ignore or that we don't see or we don't address. And these kids, these teens and adults and other people commit suicide. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of these symptoms that we ought to see that we don't see. Certainly, Coach Lilly. Four out of five completed suicides give some clear warning signs of their intention. That means that if we learn the signs and know how to respond, we can have an opportunity to prevent some of these who are contemplating suicide. Many mm-hmm. signs seem to mimic uh, typical teenage behaviors. In other words, you say, well, that's just being a teenager. So mm-hmm. how do we know if it's being a teenager or something more? Some of the things that they alert us to, the signs of concern that you might see, and these are not by all means all of the signs, but anytime you have a concern about a young person's actions or their behaviors, be proactive and have a conversation with the child, and you can seek professional help if necessary. Now, here's some of the things that people who talk about suicide or threaten suicide and sometimes call the crisis suicide crisis line, these are some of the things that they say. I'd be better off dead. Mm. I won't be bothering you much longer. You'll Mm. be better off without me around. I hate my life. I'm going to kill myself. And oftentimes we hear things like this and we say that's just typical talk. They're just upset. But then it goes on to say suicide threats are not always verbal. Sometimes they send text messages that say some of these same things like I'd I'd be better off dead. They Mm -hmm. get on the social networks. They get on Twitter. They may put it on Facebook. They may say something disparaging. I hate my life. And then when they start, when you start seeing some increased use or abuse of alcohol or drugs, that's a sign. If there's been a recent separation with uh, the family members, when they seem to experience times of loneliness or abandonment, when they are feeling shame, guilt, humiliation, or rejection, and that happens a lot with our students in school, is the bullying and and people taking advantage of them. And so they have emotional stress. They have Mm -hmm. difficulty getting along. They they complain about physical things like headaches and stomach aches and loss of energy. And then they take excessive risk sometimes. They become very reckless. They can be having some serious problems, but they sound as if they are normal, are normal teenage activities. And sometimes we say that's what teenagers do, but uh-huh. that's not what all teenagers do, Coach Lenny. Mm-hmm. And then, Pastor Harris, you named an awful lot of symptoms, an awful lot of things 
that are warning signs are an awful lot of things that suicidal thoughts include. And what I wanted to do is to say that out of all the things that you name, they get to the point that the teens are feeling trapped and they're feeling hopeless and they're feeling like this is the end. This is what I need to do. What do you think about that? That 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 they just think there's no way out. Um, I mean, suicide. We, you and I talked about it being a permanent solution to a temporary cause. Well, folks, Lily, oftentimes they feel as if I have an insurmountable problem. I have a mm-hmm. problem that nobody can solve. Yes. Nobody can fix it. I can't fix it. I don't want to face it. So the best way out is to take myself out of the solution. Mm-hmm. And they may have the understanding that death or suicide is not permanent. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's just a, a solution to the problem right now. They don't see it as being uh, finite. That's, that's the end. And sometimes they don't view it in that same way. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, a lot of our teenagers don't have a grasp of what reality is. They feel as though, well, the problem is too great. I don't want to face it. So if I end my life, that will be the end of the problem without uh-huh. taking into account all of the other consequences that are related to that person ending their lives, their connections with other people their connection with the family, the friends, and even uh, their peer group, all of those people will be affected by the loss of that individual who thought that nobody cared about them and they'd be better off dead. They feel as though that they are in this world by themselves and they are not. We are a village of people and we can help one another if we can determine what your problems are. Coach Lynn? And that- and and that pastor is we're going to we're going to talk about a three step plan that you and I had talked about. Yes. We talked about uh, uh, we called it a formula for survival. And yes, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We are going to return shortly with more on tools. For Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and my special guest this morning is Pastor Preston Harris. And we're talking about ways to prevent suicide this morning. We're talking about ways to keep our teenagers with us. We're talking about a formula for survival. We're finding hope this morning. Stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting. To stop just one more teen suicide. Just one more teen pregnancy. 
and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Good morning. We're welcoming you back to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio with your host, Coach Lily Williams and Pastor Preston Harris. We're still discussing teen suicide, that sensitive topic, and we're still discussing ways to identify the symptoms, and we're still discussing causes and tools for prevention. Now, before we went to break, we talked about a formula, a formula of how we can get a kid to just stop and live 
And uh, Pastor Preston, we talked about, uh, you know, in our schools, we teach the kids to stop, drop, and roll when we're doing fire safety. So we picked up another little formula that we're talking with our teens, and we say stop, drop, and live. When we're talking about stop, we're saying just take another minute. When you're contemplating suicide, just take one more minute. Stop. Stop one more hour. Stop and just sleep on it. Sleep on it. Just take a night to sleep on it. And when we say, and I, and we do know that any of those will make a difference. We know that. We know that through yeah, experience. We, we know that through experience. And when we're talking about drop, we're saying drop the method that you're contemplating suicide. Drop the gun, drop the knife, drop the pill, alcohol, if you've contemplated hanging yourself, drop it. Stop, drop, and live. And when we say live, we're saying get help. Call the hotline. We've got that hotline number for you, and I'll give it to you in a minute. And we want you to get rid of the causes of those suicidal thoughts. We want you to embrace other options that can help you to come out of that dark place and to get through whatever it is you're going through. So we're saying to you this morning, stop, drop, and live. That's a cute little formula, isn't it? Yes, it is. Stop, drop, and live. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach let me, Lily, let me get that suicide. Reasons, and, yes, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. I was saying that one of the reasons that... I'm on this program with you today is because I've had some experience with teenage suicide. Mm -hmm. There was a member of our church a few years ago who winded up as one of those statistics. And the problem is we did not recognize the warning signs that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. If we had heard about or had had some kind of access to the warning signs that we're talking about on this program today, if we had had those a few years back, we could have possibly prevented a suicide because mm-hmm. all of the warning signs were there We just didn't know what the warning signs were. And we were able to get the family through the particular situation because they had questions. And obviously people still have questions about the reasons why. But we don't always know the reasons why. But we could have recognized some of those warning signs And perhaps we could have been able to get her to stop just for a little while and to drop whatever she was doing and to Mm -hmm. talk to somebody and live. Mm -hmm. Hang yourself. And everyone had questions about it, but we, we don't have all the answers. But we know that if we had seen her depression, we had understood that she was feeling symptoms of loneliness, if we had known that she had some feelings of not being wanted or there was something she was humiliated about or maybe something that that 
we could have recognized earlier. She may have been saying it to herself, I'd be better off dead. She might have been saying to herself, well, I won't be bothering you much longer. All of those things, we could have recognized them and prevented another suicide. So all of the things that we're seeing now, we're hopeful that we can stop one more, just one, one, if we could stop Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. from going all the steps of going to suicide, if we can get them to follow the steps that we learned uh, with the school children, we had them to stop, drop, and roll when we were mm-hmm. talking about fire prevention. So Coach Lilly has adopted the stop, drop, and live. Stop what you're, what you're contemplating. Think about mm-hmm. it just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that thing you're going to do, drop it. Mm-hmm. And live. Call somebody. Ask somebody for help. Just talk. Find someone that you can talk to. And those things will be helpful in saving your life. The life you save today may be your own. Yes. Thank you, Coach Lily. Yes. And, Pastor, we know that these warning signs are not always obvious. And, you know, sometimes people might want to beat themselves up to say, well, I should have seen that. I should have known that. That should have stuck out to me, but it didn't. Yeah. And they may vary from person to person. And, and, and some people make their intentions clear and some, you know, they, they don't. But as a pastor, uh, are you uh, to, the, to the point that you would uh, suggest that every pastor in every church would somehow or another have classes or to make this very sensitive topic one that is discussed in their congregation so that we can head it off in that direction? Coach Lila, I certainly would suggest that uh, every pastor certainly would be knowledgeable of the information that we're providing. Mm-hmm. That they would be knowledgeable of, of the helplines and the resources if they're not because everyone is not always qualified to talk with people who have uh, these suicidal tendencies. It may be a need for a professional clinical person. Yes. But nevertheless, a person who is available to talk to them and to understand that these are real problems and we cannot dismiss them as something that, oh, you'll be all right and let it go. It has Uh to be something continued. It has to uh, make those everyone aware that you are available to talk to and you are confidential about it because we don't always know the reasons why. There may be something that is happening in the the home that Uh they are so, uh, I guess, depressed about that they can't tell anybody, but you always have to make an avenue for anybody to be able to come and talk. But yes, I believe that all pastors should have at least the information we have about symptoms. They should have access to the hotline. They should have these things available so that everyone in the church can can get them discreetly. It should be posted somewhere so that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to let you know that they are thinking this way. And they can still call a number and talk with somebody if they don't want to talk to anybody in the church. It may be something in the church that they okay. don't uh, feel comfortable about. As mm-hmm. we hear many stories in our news about religious personnel and youth, so we don't know what the parameters are, so we have to make it accessible to everybody in the church so they can do it discreetly, they can call a number, they can get the help they need, and that still is one step toward preventing suicide. Okay, Pastor, let me give that number right now. That number is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is 1-800-273-8255. And again, that number is 1-800-273-TALK. And that is what the goal for every suicide prevention uh, person wants to say is talk. Tell somebody, get that information out. Uh, and, and again, I did read, uh, Pastor Harris, in my reading on suicide, I read some stuff into the effect that when parents are dealing with teens uh, to write down the kinds of things that are going on with them so that they can have yeah. a little history of what's going on when teens are doing things differently, when they're like, giving away their belongings, that's a sign. When kids are shutting down, when kids, and I say kids, I'm particularly talking about teens because this is a teen show, but it goes through, look, from uh, birth to death in any age. When people are giving away their belongings and getting into affairs that, uh, in order that they have no logical explanation for it. When, when they're saying goodbye to people, like they won't see them again. Usually, yeah. we, we just say, well, you know, just, just them. But when these teens are developing personality changes or being severely anxious and agitated, these are warning signs. These are warning signs. Yeah. And sometimes, a passage, you... Mm-hmm. you uh, didn't mention this one, but sometimes they are preoccupied with death, dying, and violence. Yes. So those kinds yes. of things are really needing to be dealt with and having these emotional uh, swings, these mood swings, and uh, wanting to be left alone all the time, withdrawing from social contact. So many signs are there, Pastor, that we just don't acknowledge as being a sign that there's something wrong. Now, yes, it's so very true. important to take seriously those signs uh, when someone is talking about killing themselves, even if they're not at an immediate risk. You know what, Pastor? It signifies yes. that somebody's in trouble. It signifies that somebody needs help. It signifies That's that they true. are in a place that they cannot come out of by themselves. So, and and that's okay. one of the reasons we're doing this this radio show today. Uh, Pastor Harris and I is because we wanted to give tools. We want to give them something to think about, something to do, 
and we want to give them some ideas through our conversation today. We want them to pick up strategies. We want to change the mindset because you know what we know? We know that most people don't really want to die. They want to escape the pain. Want to escape that situation. Yes. Yes. So so we're dealing with these thought processes and we're dealing with helping them to make better decisions and better choices. These are tools we're offering today. Tools for teen transformation. And we're dealing with the subject of the sensitive subject of teen suicide. Now, Pastor, uh, if you want to talk with us some more, people don't want to die. Coach Lily, that is so true. Most most individuals uh, don't want to die, and they they know that there's something about death that they're not ready for, but yet and still they may feel the situation that they are facing. Death is a better alternative because they really don't know much about either one. And when you gave the comments about the parent should certainly be documenting what that their teenage child is doing because they need to know when there are changes. Because uh, oftentimes they begin to give warning signs of a child who likes to write and they start writing essays or little uh, segments about death. Mm-hmm. They even write a poem about death or their artwork that they may be drawing or it seems to depict death. And then when all of a sudden you see a change, abrupt change in, in their personality, as you mentioned, expressions of hopelessness and despair when they used to be a vibrant child and, and positive, their declining grades in school, they mm-hmm. have a lack of interest in activities that they used to be engaged in. Yes. Then you see they're, they're seemingly sometimes either aggressive or easily agitated. They withdraw from family, friends, and mm-hmm. you begin to see also there may be a lack of personal hygiene. They don't even keep themselves up like they used to. And those are definite warning signs. Yes. Coach Lynn? Yes. Yes, they are warning signs. Uh, and I'm, a, a, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a woman in the community and dealing with other children, sometimes we see signs, Pastor, that we're not uh, comfortable of, of talking about. Oh, yes. So, yes. so what is what is your suggestion to us? Sometimes we see signs that we, we say to ourselves, something just ain't right about this situation. There's something going on uh, much deeper than, you know, what's on the surface. And we say to ourselves, wow, we really need to get this information to somebody too. And sometimes, Pastor, you know, like I know, we're just hesitant and we start to say things like well it'll be all right or they'll get over it but what do you it's think always about that? good when we when we see that it's always good to if we can't address it ourselves 
we need to get someone that we know has an attachment to the child, someone that they know, someone that they have a relationship with, and oftentimes we just need to share it so that you won't be the only one who sees those symptoms. It ought to be Mm -hmm. to the point that somebody else ought to be able to say, well, I noticed something too and I didn't want to say anything, but now that both of us see it, then we need to to either talk with the child as, as two people talking and if we're not breaking any ice, we're not trying to, we're not seemingly getting through, then we need to definitely seek a higher uh, level of professional knowledge. Thank you, so, Pastor. And that's to all our, all our parents and our pastors and our youth leaders and people that work with our, and our counselors and teachers, people that work with children in school settings and church settings and other places. We know that suicide is preventable. Yes. Suicide is something we've learned that it is preventable. And there are several evidence-based strategies that can help. Now, when we come back from our break, we will return shortly with more on Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and our guest is Pastor Preston Harris. And we're still talking about ways to prevent suicide. And when we come back, we're going to spend some more time on evidence-based presentable, preventable ways to prevent teen suicide. Stay with us, radio audience. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com All over the country, We're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting, to stop just one more teen suicide, just one more teen pregnancy, and just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's PerfectingDestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. We're welcoming you back to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio with your host, Coach Lily Williams, and our special guest, Preston Harris. We're still discussing teen suicide and ways to identify the symptoms, causes, and tools for prevention. And we talked, uh, just before we went on break, we talked a minute about uh, evidence-based strategies that can help. Evidence-based strategies that can help. And strategies that we're giving our teens this morning, and Pastor, you will agree with me, are very yeah. they're very simple, but they're very complex and very profound in their own right. The one strategy that we talked about that uh, Preston Harris and I got together is to stop, drop, and live. Stop, drop, and live is our formula to our teens this morning. Stop. Take one more minute. Take one minute to assess what's going on with you and how you might fix it. Stop one more hour, just one more hour. Wait an hour and see what might happen in that hour's time. And when you sleep on it, that is so much time. I guarantee you that tomorrow will be a better day than this one was. Sleep on it, King. One night. And drop, when I say drop, drop the method of your intention. We said that uh, suicide is intentionally ending one's life. Drop that method. Drop the knife. Drop the gun, the pills, the alcohol. Whatever your method was that you were purposely going to end your life, drop it. And when we say live, we're talking about get some help. We gave you the number to the hotline. We want you to get some help. The end of that, that four digits says talk. Talk to somebody. We want you to get rid of these uh, suicidal thoughts by putting 
other thoughts in your mind that are going to bless you and give you some help. We call them affirmations. And that's another yeah. show in and of itself. And embrace other options that can help you. There are always a better way. That's our tagline. There's a more excellent way. Stop, yes. drop, and live. Pastor, you want to give us some more um, evidence-based? We talked about this our little formula. Yes. Uh, we want well, most ahead. of uh, the information that we received, especially from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that mm-hmm. is a national organization that compiles all of these uh, various statistics and they are making us aware of the fact that if someone could recognize all of the symptoms that we have made you aware of, if you can start recognizing them, then Mm -hmm. you should be able to talk with the person, get another person to talk with that particular child, and if there is a need for a professional, we mm-hmm. have that toll-free number that has been emphasized, 1-800-273-8255. The 8255 is TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. And so when we know these things, we can help to prevent another suicidal statistic. Right now, it's still the second leading cause of death for college age and youth ages 12 through 18. Mm. And we know if we were to compile all of the teenagers who die from cancer, heart disease, birth defects, stroke, influenza, pneumonia, chronic lung disease, and AIDS, and put them all together, we would find that more young adults commit suicide than all of these other ways of death combined. So each day in our nation, when we know that there are 3,000 attempts by young people in grades 9 through 12, we need to make certain that we are are watching. We don't have to uh, specifically watch a child like a hawk, but just in our daily activities, we can start noticing these various symptoms, then we can start concentrating more when we see very serious changes in the way that they perform their daily activities. Coach? Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Every time you read that 3,000 attempts, I mean, it just hurts my feelings. It's such an alarming rate that teens are attempting to commit suicide. And, you know, we've got to help them to remember that suicidal feelings are temporary, but the suicide itself is a permanent Permanent. solution to temporary causes. If you feel hopeless or that life is not worth living anymore, remember that treatment Teens, get treatment. Talk to somebody. Treatment can help you regain your perspective. And life will get better. I promise you. Take one step at a time and don't act impulsively. 
Now, we do know, uh, Pastor, that some symptoms uh, deserve medical treatment. We know that. Yes, and that we is, that advise is very, very you if, likely. If, yes, and if we advise you, if that is what you need, you are needing to uh, get medical attention. Get the treatment that you need. If you don't treat the underlying cause, your suicidal thoughts are probably going to return. You may feel embarrassed to treat treatment, to treat to seek treatment for mental health problems, uh, which might be your cause, but getting the right treatment for any of the causes, getting the right treatment, yes. getting the right treatment, getting the right treatment, it's going to make you feel better about life and it's going to help keep you safe. So what we want there you to it. do, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. I was saying that, yes, I reiterate all that you're saying because there are individuals who are, are beyond the point of being talked to. They, they probably need uh, professional help, and mm -hmm. they need to have the certain medications that would balance whatever the chemical imbalance they may have in their system. Sometimes that in itself is a cause for these withdrawal symptoms a cause for individuals not responding in the way they have responded. And so recognizing these things would let us know whether they need our immediate talking or mm -hmm. we need more than just uh, personal talk. They need professional counseling. Coach Lily? Yes, yes. I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I'm sure our radio audience appreciates that, too, that whatever the need is, that's what we're able to do uh, today. We want to make sure that our teens are taken care of. We want to make sure that our teens know that we care for them, we love them, and we want them to be the best that they can be and to live the best life that they can live. And what uh, we would say to any of them is that although suicide is a sensitive, very sensitive topic, it is still a topic that we need to discuss. It is still a topic that we need to address, and it is still a topic that we can get in front of and save yeah. the life of a teen. That's what we're about, uh, isn't it, Pastor? Getting in front of it. That's right. We want to prevent another statistic. Just one more. Just one more. And and we'll say to you again, uh, our radio audience, you can help us. You can help us by making sure that you uh, take all of the notes that you can, um, your visual notes, uh, you might need to write down things, but suicide is something that is preventable. And you need to know that it doesn't happen right out of the blue. Kids don't get up. Nobody gets up just in the morning and just say, I'm going to kill myself. They don't just say life would be better without me. They don't say that right out of the blue. Things have been building up. It does not just happen. About 90% of the people who commit suicide have a pre-existing 
psychiatric They've had condition. thoughts about it. That's true. They've, they've been thinking about it for a while. Yes. Yes. And we want to make sure that we get in front of all of those thoughts. We want to make sure that we give you strategies. Uh, we There are certainly other books that we could ask you to read. We want to ask you teenagers to research suicide, research uh, what you can do when someone is committing suicide or have that thought. We want you to research it. You're, you're certainly technologically savvy enough to do all of that. You're on the internet That's all true. the time. Yes, I want you to go. Uh, you can seek help. Uh, you can find out where to go. You can get pamphlets. And certainly when you get that uh, National Suicide Prevention Line, 1-800-273-TALK. And that's what they want you to do. So, uh, Pastor, I thank you so, so much for having joined me on today. Let me say one more time, our three-step plan. Stop, yeah. stop, and live. Stop. Take one more minute, one more second. Just stop and think. Sleep on it, teenagers. Give it one more hour. Just stop. And drop. Drop the method. Drop the gun pills, the hanging, the alcohol, however you had intentionally are going to take your life and live. Get help. Talk to somebody. Get that hotline. Get rid of the suicidal thoughts and embrace other options that can help. Talk. Get to someone. Get to someone and give them this information. We, I appreciate you, Pastor Harris, for joining yes. me on today. This has been Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. And what we're doing is giving teens tools. We're giving them ideas, strategies, mindsets. We're changing their thought processes. We're giving them decisions, helping them to make decisions and giving them choices. And I want to thank my guest, Pastor Harris. We appreciate you so much for joining us today. And join us next week, radio audience. We'll have more tools for teen transformations. And our topic next week is going to be alcohol and drug prevention, I think. And we're going to learn how to avoid alcohol and drugs in our teens. I'm your host, Lily Williams. And remember... There is always a more excellent way. Thank you for joining Coach Lilly and Tools for Teen Transformation. You'll want to be here for another show next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, use some of what you've learned today to start a dialogue and be there for someone. It just might save a teen's life.